Peace and blessings, everybody. Peace and blessings, peace and blessings, peace and blessings, peace and blessings, peace and blessings. I want to say good evening to everybody out there who's listening via Truth Hour Bible Radio Show Land. I love you, I love you, I love you. Uh, We will be getting started in one moment. We are sending out the text messages. We will be sending out the text message. Oh, okay. So that's fine. Yeah, we're we're sending out the text messages right now to everyone, and uh, we are asking you guys to share this video or live feed also as well. All right. So we are getting ready to go live on Facebook. We want to say peace and blessings to everybody out there. We are doing tonight's show, brothers and sisters, which is. The four elements of God. The four elements of God. You know, um, we want you guys to just stay tuned. And um, this is a show that I've been putting together for about two weeks now, brothers and sisters. So I'm excited about tonight's lesson. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's get it, let's get it, let's get it, brothers and sisters. Let's go and let's get it. It's been a lot of happening in this world. Um... It's just, um, man, I'm just thanking God just to be on this side of the dirt, brothers and sisters, because we got a lot going on in this world. We got a lot going on in this world. And we're about to set things up on Facebook Live, Truth Hour Bible Radio Show. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Elements of God, the four elements of God. Peace and blessings out there. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. Let's get ready to go live, brothers and sisters. Watch party go live. Ready to go live. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Let's do it. Peace and blessings, everybody out there. Peace and blessings, peace and blessings, peace and blessings, peace and blessings. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in today on the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. We're going to talk about tonight on tonight's lesson, the four elements of God. The four elements of God. Of God, brothers and sisters. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. We want you to go get your Bible. We want you to go get your paper. We want you to go get your pencil. We want you to share this video. I want to say peace and blessings to Team Truth Hour, who's out there with me. Uh, I want to say peace and blessings to you. Let's get those watch parties started. Let's get this thing going on. Let's share these videos in every group that you belong to. Let's do this thing, y'all. Let's make this thing go viral. When we talk about the Word of God, brothers and sisters, we want this to be viewed like they view, um, what's that show with all the singing on it? Uh, America's Got Talent. We, We want this to be viewed like they view Empire. We want this thing to be viewed like they view... Uh, like they view any other hit TV show that they deal with, brothers and sisters. So 
Uh, we definitely, again, want you guys to share this video, start those watch parties, and I'm going to do the same thing. We're waiting for my brother Messenger to walk through the door to get here, and uh, we're going to start this thing shortly, brothers and sisters. We want to welcome you, though. Tonight's lesson is the four elements of life. The four elements of life. I'm excited. You should be excited. I've been working on this lesson for about three, three weeks now. For about three weeks now. Um, tragedy struck my family last Tuesday. And I want to thank my Truth Hour family for covering me um, last Tuesday. Uh, my sister passed away about 4 o'clock p.m. last Tuesday. And um, I was preparing to do the Truth Hour when I got the word and when I got the message, but... By the time I made it, she had already um, passed on and passed away. So um, we ended up running a watch party live. We ended up running a watch party live. But um, God is still good. We know his promise. It's a little bit harder for those who are not aware of what his promise is and what his reward is and what happens. And so... Uh, my sister who passed away from cancer, um, she got down, lost a lot of weight. She got very small, was not recognizable, um, especially to those who were used to seeing her looking the way she looked at her strength. Um, she got down very low, but she's not suffering anymore, brothers and sisters. And so we await that resurrection, brothers and sisters, uh, it is not our call whether it would be the first or the second, um, but we do await the resurrection, um, that moment when we all will be raised, brothers and sisters, as it says in the book of Revelation, the 20th chapter, um, blessed and holy are they who are in the first resurrection, on such the second death has no power. So the reason why you are blessed when you are in the first resurrection, read it for yourself, Revelation, the 20th chapter, and I believe that's verse 6, um, is because that's not a resurrection of judgment. Um, that's a resurrection for those who did what they were supposed to do while they were here on this earth. They kept the statutes, laws, and the commandments of God while they were here in their flesh and blood body. And so for those who are not blessed enough to make it in the first resurrection, the Lord said, okay, cool, I still got you too. You just got to wait another thousand years after the first resurrection. Read that again on your own, Revelation, the 20th chapter, and this would be a resurrection of judgment, and your good better outweigh your bad, and God's not going to judge you by your heart. Um, it says that you're going to be judged by your works, brothers and sisters. So thinking good thoughts is not just enough. Thinking good thoughts has to be backed up with doing good things. So, again, we're going to talk about the four elements of God, brothers and sisters, on today's show. We're going to talk about the four elements of God, and we're going to talk about earth, air, fire, and water. Again, earth, air, fire, and water. That's what we're going to deal with on today's Bible Truth Show, <laughs> today's Bible Show Truth Hour, that's what we're going to deal with. So um, my brother Messenger said he would be a little bit late, but he is en route, and he will 
be here in a moment, brothers and sisters. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to go ahead and pray, and we're going to go ahead and get right into our lesson, which is the four elements of God. Let us pray, brothers and sisters. Father God, we just ask that you come into this room right now, Father God. We ask that your spirit descend upon all those who are with the listening ear of my voice and all those who can see this broadcast, Father God. We ask that you touch every heart and that you open every mind, Father God, to receive what thus saith the Lord, your word as it is written in your book, Father God. We have a desire to know you and to love you, Father God. This is why we're reading your word, to understand the way you think by what we can read that's written in your word. We ask that people receive this Bible lesson tonight, the four elements of life of God, um, earth, air, fire, and water, to teach us how to be humble, to teach us how to have faith, to teach us how to embrace struggle and to be flexible while we await your return, Father God. We ask these things for your son Jesus, Yeshua name, amen. All right, brothers and sisters, I think that we are ready to get this Bible show started. We are going to go ahead and start our YouTube listenership. And if you are not subscribed to our YouTube channel, we're asking you to subscribe to Truth Hour TV. Again, subscribe to Truth Hour TV. And that's how we're going to do things and get started. I think that's my brother Messenger walking through the door right now. And we're going to go ahead and get ready to get started. Yes, 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 y'all. Brother Messenger, do me yes, one sir. favor before you come in. Hand me that water, bottle of water on the steps, essential water. Yes. So we are, Brother Messenger is here. He's, uh, he's about to go ahead and get into this word. We're going to crack open this Bible. I want to thank Sister Key Israel and Team Truth Hour who's out there. I love my Team Truth Hour family. And if you are interested in being part of the team, being a part of Team Truth Hour, we definitely are welcoming more members to Team Truth Hour. I want to thank Sister Savannah, Sister Crystal, Brother Jordan, Sister Crystal, Sister Key Israel, of course, Brother Broderick Brown, and our Sister Linda, who's one of our newest members, and Sister Tavi who's one of our newest members also as well with Team Truth Hour. We want to say that we love you, we thank you, and for those who are out there, please share this video one more time as we get ready to go into our Bible lesson. Now, brothers and sisters, let's do this thing again. The four elements of God. Let's go ahead and turn on YouTube. Five, four, three, two, one. We want to welcome you, YouTube, to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. I'm your host, Black Ice. And I'm your co-host, The Messenger. And we have a powerful lesson for you tonight, the four elements of God, earth, air, fire, and water. Now, in this lesson, in this lesson we will learn how God left us lessons in nature on how to be a good servant, brothers and sisters. Mm. If there was no Bible... Or tablets of stone, there would still be nature. The Egyptians had gods that represented nature. 
Jeb, G-E-B, was the god of earth. And Isis was the goddess of earth or the goddess of fertility. She was called Mother Earth, which is where you get the term Mother Earth from, brothers and sisters. The god Shu, S-H-U, was the god of air. The god Amun-Ra represented the sun or fire god. Tefnut was the god of fertility and water. So the Egyptians had all these gods, brothers and sisters, all these gods that represented nature. But see, the mistake that the Egyptians made is that they worshipped the creation instead of the creator, brothers and sisters. Now, we can even bring it over here to America, brother messenger. Yeah. Now, here in America, we have Native Americans who named themselves after things in nature. Y'all remember Chief Crazy Horse? Chief Sitting Bull? Chief Red Cloud? So even the Native American named themselves after things that were in nature. Now, when the Gentile or the European came on the scene, even named himself after nature, and this is how we got some of the last names that we have. So some of us today, brothers and sisters, have names like Brook or Stream, or even my last name, which is Hawthorne, which means a rose bush with thorns. Some people even have the last name of Roach, <laughs> brothers and sisters. Things that were done in nature, they named themselves after those things. Now, God gave us the last name Israel. This is why you see people in the Bible that don't have last names. Because everyone who was an Israelite took on the name of God, Israel, because Israel is one of the names of God. My people who are called by my name brothers and sisters. So again, in tonight's lesson, we will deal with the nature of God and these four elements that are extensions of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Let's go deep into the word of God and learn about the four elements that he gave us to learn from so that we may be Good workers for him, brothers and sisters. Now, the first element is earth. The word earth is synonymous with the word ground. Grounded is a metaphor for being humble. We we say all the time, stay humble. Stay grounded. Even Kendrick Lamar came up with a song called Be Humble. So, imagine... Being a God, brothers and sisters, stepping down to the level of man to save man. Imagine that, brothers and sisters. But again, we say be humble. We want you to stay humble. But let's, let's get this wisdom from the book of James, the fourth chapter, verses 8 through 12. The wisdom from the book of James, 
the fourth chapter, verses 8 through 12. Go ahead, my brother. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. So, 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 hold on. We, we got to stop right there. It says, if you draw near to God, God will draw near to you. You wonder why God ain't drawing near to you? Because you're not drawing near to him. There is a simple equation. That ain't the word that I want to use. Um, but th- there's a simple equation here. That if you follow this science and wisdom that the book is giving you right here, brothers and sisters, all of the answers to your prayers would be there. Mm-hmm. Let's start that at the top again. Draw nigh to God. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted, and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning, and your joy to heaviness. Uh Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Speak not evil one of another. Brethren, he that speaketh evil of his brother, and judges his brother, speaking evil of the law. Hold on, wait a minute. You you must have have misread that, Brother Messenger. Because, see, this had to say, speak not evil of your brother unless he speaks evil of you. Did it say that? Nah. It didn't say that. Mm -mm. See, God don't give you no condition to justify the evil that you do in retaliation for evil that had been done to you. He don't give you that, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time. There is no condition here. Don't speak evil on your brother unless he steal your cops, unless he breaks into your house, unless he does something to you. There's no con- it didn't say that. that. There's no condition here. James, the fourth chapter, verse 11. Let's read that one more time. Speak not evil one of another, brethren. That's he that speaketh evil of his brother. And judges his brother speaking evil of the law, and judges the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. How many times have we judged people? We look at them with criticism in our eyes. Oh, she thinks he's she's some, or he thinks he's this, or she thinks he's that. Or people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Mm. Or, let's say it like Jesus said it, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Let's go, brother. um, number 12, brother messenger. There is one lawgiver. One lawgiver. Who is able to save and to destroy. Who art thou that judges another? You remember the old saying, you ain't got no heaven or hell to put me in? (laughs) So how can you judge me when you don't have a heaven or hell to put me in. We're talking about the four elements of God. The first one is earth, which, our rep- which is our representation of being humble, mm-hmm. being grounded, brothers and sisters, being open so that seeds could be planted into your mind. Mm. We did a lesson last week, planting the seeds of salvation, brothers and sisters. Let's go ahead and continue. Again, there is a science behind the element earth and what it means. If the ground is moist and fertile, it can produce great things. But if the ground is hard and dry, no seed can enter in and nothing can grow out. Never think 
that you can't learn anything new. I'm going to say that again. Mm. Never think that someone can't teach you anything, brothers and sisters. The devil wants you to be arrogant and full of yourself when God wants you to be the total opposite. Be humble. Be like earth. 1 Peter 5, 1 through 6. 1 Peter 5, 1 through 6. Go ahead. The elders which are among you I have exhorted, who am also an elder and a witness of the suffering of Christ, and also a partake of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being in samples of the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that faded not away. Likewise, ye younger Submit yourselves unto the elder. Uh-huh. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. Be clothed in humility, brothers and sisters. Be examples. When you're out there and people are watching your walk, now I know that we are all imperfect. I know that we all make mistakes, brothers and sisters. But the way you carry yourself as far as your character, mm-hmm. as far as your personality. Do you get up in the morning and get up out of bed and go to your jobs or the places where you go in the morning acting like the people that's at your job did something to you that caused you to wake up mad and upset? I always thought to myself, at 7 o'clock in the morning, who can you be mad at at 7 o'clock in the morning? You just woke up and got out the bed. But then you want to talk about Jesus and then you want to quote scriptures but you quick to be nasty with your fellow man. Mm. So the Bible says, be examples and, and submit yourself, the younger submit yourself to the elder, and it says to, one an- to another, and be clothed in humility. Go ahead. For God resisted the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he might exalt you in due time. So humble yourself. <clears throat> under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. See, brothers and sisters, we are steady waiting on someone else to recognize us. I've been doing this. You ain't recognized me yet. I did this for you. I did that for you. I done did all these things. Ain't nobody gave me no trophy. Ain't nobody gave me no award. Ain't nobody told me thank you. All the things that I've done. Brothers and sisters, it's about you. If you're waiting on those things and you upset because ain't nobody recognized you, ain't nobody came back and told you thank you for what you did for me, then it's not about God. It's about you. First Peter 5 and 6 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, in due time brothers and sisters. Now, I know I talk about myself a lot on social media because I'm an artist. I'm a poet. So I have to market and promote my brand so you see me write things that say King of Poetry Black Ice is going to be here, going to be live, the Iceman come up, so on and so forth or whatever. But there's a lot of things I do outside of entertainment 
when it comes to these children, especially in the city of Chicago, when it comes to these mentorship programs that we do all over the state of Illinois, that you don't hear me talking a lot about that, brothers and sisters. You'll see me sharing the videos sometimes when they allow us to record the image and the likeness of the young people. You'll see me share photos or whatever the case may be. But you don't hear me talking about the charitable things that I do in detail or that we do in detail, brothers and sisters. Because, see, God is going to reward us for that. Absolutely. So at the end of the day, if today was Black Ice's last day or Brother Messenger's last day, you can go on IamPoet.org and see all the work that we've been doing with this gift that God bestowed upon us. Absolutely. Or you can go on Truth Hour TV <laughs> on YouTube and see these Bible lessons. So whether we are here or not, we're trying to leave a legacy behind, brothers and sisters, that other people can benefit from, even when we are no longer here. Absolutely. I told somebody the other day, Brother Messenger, I said, you know, leaders, God allows us to see the vision. Mm-hmm. Even when people don't see it, we see it. And a lot of times I have to tell my members, because they don't understand the walk, I say, well, trust the vision of the leadership. Just trust the vision of the lead. Everybody didn't understand the direction that Moses was going because Moses had the direct connection with God. Now, I'm not saying that about myself. I'm just saying that God has already shown me a lot of these things that even if I'm not here, somebody else is going to be able to finish this walk. Absolutely. So I understand what Martin Luther King said. I may not get there. I may not get there with you. But we will get to But the we as a people will get, get to the, the promised land, land, brothers and sisters. We've been up to the mountaintop. We've seen it. And we're sharing it with you because we have discovered things in the word of God that we didn't find out when we was going to the Sunday church. I didn't find it out when I, <clears throat> when I was going to the kingdom hall. Hmm? But going to the Israel of God, brothers and sisters, under uh, Pastor Bowie, Pastor Henry Bowie, when he started opening up this book, and when I started reading this thing for myself, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, started matching up these things with subject matter, brothers and sisters, I started learning this thing for myself. Study to, to show, show thyself approved. approved. So what we learn, we share with you. Absolutely. We don't say, you know, our lesson today is the four elements of life. And we give you a whole bunch of motivational speaking and tell you what the Bible says. We ask you to go there with us so you can read it with us so you can know where to find what you're looking for when you're looking for it. And that's why the members of the Team Truth Hour, they post it right in the live feed. So even if you don't have your Bible, you can always go back and see and read the scripture that we're reading. Because it's being posted right as we speak it. Absolutely. The word educate, brothers and sisters, comes from two Latin words. E, which means out and away from. So if you say exit, that's out. If you say evict, that's out. If you say uh, explosion, that's away from. Something is going up and out. So the word E, the letter E means out. Duco means to lead. What are you leading out? You're leading out what God had already naturally put within, because he said, I'm going to put these in your inward parts. Yes. 
but you can't even find it in your inward parts unless we go into this book and start making the connection between these words in this book called the Bible and what's in your inward parts. Absolutely. Let's go do this thing, uh, Brother Messenger. Let's go to the next verse. We're going to the book of Philippians, the second chapter. Philippians, the second chapter. Write this down or turn to it with us. Now, Jesus will not tell you to do anything he was not willing to do himself. He is our example. So it would be wise to look at his life and ministry. Imagine being a God stepping down to the level of man to save man. Philippians 2, verses 1 through 11. Let's go, my brother. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. So lowliness of mind is another word for being humble, is another word for being earthy, is another word for being grounded, brothers and sisters. Be in lowliness of mind. You remember all my hip-hop heads out there because, you know, I'm an 80s, 90s baby, so I came up. You know, when hip-hop, po-righteous teachers, ex-clan, you remember they used to say, Van Glorious. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is to say, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. You do things, brothers and sisters, sometimes to get a reaction out of it. I'm going to post this up just to see how many people I can hit, how many people going to get pissed off about what I post on social media. Or it's just all about us, brothers and sisters. Let's begin to remove ourselves. And when we remove ourselves, we won't feel some kind of way when we don't get the reaction that we hope to get by posting what we post. Mm. Come on. So let's go ahead and finish. Philippians 2, I think we are at verse 4. Go ahead. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Now, I'm a... You know what? We got a lot of stuff to cover, Brother Messenger. Let's go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish that. We, we get, this is too good. Go ahead. Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of man, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. He did what? He humbled himself. Jesus didn't have to humble himself. Jesus is responsible for creating you. Hmm. Go back and read it for yourself. The Father didn't do the creation. The Father gave the permission to the Son to do the creation. That's why the book of John, the first chapter, says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without, and without him, him, nothing was made. That was made, brothers and sisters. And then you go down to verse 10, John 1 and 10. It says, he was in the world, and the world, world was, was made, made by him. him. So he didn't have to humble himself, but he did it. Mm. He is our example. Read that again, Brother Messenger. 
uh, verse 8. And being, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Now, remember we talked about that there's a science with this thing? Yes. Well, when you humble yourself and you try to exalt your brother or exalt your sister, God will come back and exalt you. Don't wait for men to exalt you. God himself will exalt you. But how do we know this, Brother Messenger? Mm. Jesus humbled himself even to the death of the cross, and then what happened? Huh. Wherefore, God also has highly exalted him. So when Jesus died... It says that God highly exalted him. How did he do it? By giving him back the position that he held before he came down here in the flesh to sit on the right hand of the Father. And what did he do about his name? And giving him a name which is above every name. That what? That at the name of Jesus, mm -hmm. every knee should bow of the things in heaven and the things in earth and the things under the earth. Uh-huh. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. And that's what we profess on this show, that Jesus is Lord. Absolutely. And Savior, brothers and sisters. And if you want to say Yeshua or Yehoshua, we ain't got no problem using that name either, brothers and sisters. But we're talking about the four elements of life. Right now we're on earth. We're talking about being humble. Let's go to the last place on earth, and then we're going to switch from earth to air. Now, we keep looking for the approval of man and how many likes we get on our social media posts. Hmm. Look, all, look at all these entertainers who man exalted. It's a man that's tearing down all the entertainers that man put up. Come on. Jesse Smollett. He was on Empire. Although he played the character that he played, man still put him up. All the charges been dropped against this man, and they didn't tore him down all in the media. So, Michael Jackson, they put him, called him a mega superstar. Now, the same people that called him mega superstars spent the night over his house, Tearing them down, brothers and sisters. So man can build you up and man can tear you down. But when God builds you up, brothers and sisters, no man can come behind God and tear you down. Don't look for man's approval. If you humble yourself and stay grounded, ground earth, stay grounded, God gives you his word that he will exalt you. When God exalts you, again, no one can tear you down. Luke. The 14th chapter, verses 8 through 11. Go ahead. When thou art bidden of any man to a wedding, sit not down in the highest room, lest a more honorable man than thou be bidden of him. And he that bade thee and him come and say to thee, Give this man place, and thou being with shame to take the lowest room. But when thou art bidden, Go and sit down in the lowest room, that when he that bade thee cometh, he may say unto thee, Friend, go up higher. Then shalt thou have worship in the presence of them that sit and meet with thee. For whosoever exalted himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. So, brothers and sisters, listen to this story. Mm. Jesus said, A man went to a wedding. He was invited to the wedding. He said, when you go there, 
I don't want you to sit up front. I want you to take yourself and sit way in the back. Let the person who invited you come and get you and say, hey, we got Brother Messenger in the house. We got Brother Black. Come on up here, brother. Come on up here up front. In other words, God said, said be low key. Yeah. You ain't got to always be the center of attention. Be low key. It's okay for you to play the background sometimes. Let the person see you in the background and say, you know what? Come on up front. This is another example that Jesus has given us of how to be humble and how to be grounded. I love my brother Big Mike. Whenever he comes in the house, he quiet, he off to the side, He, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the way you're supposed to be. Somebody will come up to you and say, oh, Big Mike, what's up, man? What's your, come on up here, blah, 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 blah. You know, that's a that's one thing we can say for sure about Big Mike. <laughs> he got our back <laughs> and our front. And whichever side we, we look at, he there. Look, check this out. Earth, right? Yeah. Grounded, right? Yeah. Now, at the end of the day, when you meet that celebrity that you've been admiring, hmm. might be at the auto show, might be in concert, maybe you get to go backstage. And you thought so much of this person. And you go up to this person, might be Patti LaBelle, might be Gladys Knight, <laughs> might be Johnny Gill, one of these singers, Jay-Z, Beyonce, and then you go meet them. These are superstars, mm-hmm. right? A star has a light or illumination. And they are above the ground. But when you meet these people... And then they act just like you act, a regular dude, a regular sister. You go back and tell your friends, oh, man, I met Jay-Z and Beyonce, and they were so down to earth. Why are they down? Where were they before you knew that they were down to earth? You had exalted them amongst the stars, which is the reason why they are called stars. But when you meet them and they're not on stage and they're not performing and they just a regular person just like you and I, you say, man, that person was so down to earth. So the first one is to be humble. It's to be grounded, brothers and sisters. Let's go to the second one, which is air. Now, we don't see air, yet we see the evidence or effect that it has. Air would be similar to faith. The wind blows a flag, brothers and sisters, and we never see the wind, yet we see the flag moving. This is how God wants us to have faith in him. This element, air, is one of our best examples of faith. Let's go to the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and we're going to start at verse 1. Hebrews, the 11th chapter, 1 through 3. Turn your Bibles to Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Verses 1 through 3. Go ahead, my brother. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, Uh the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good report. So wait a minute. By it, what is it? It's talking about faith. It's talking about faith. See, brother, we on the Bible show Truth Hour teach you that first you must establish a subject matter. So the subject matter here is faith. 
So when you see the word it, mm-hmm. it's referring to the subject, which is faith. So don't be like some of these other teachers and preachers do. They would take you down to verse 22 inside of a chapter and get a different meaning from verse 22 because you haven't established what the chapter is talking about in verse 1. So faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it, meaning faith, the elders obtained a good report. Verse 3. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, and so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. Mm. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a reward of them that diligently seek. Didn't we read earlier that if you move towards God, God will move towards you? Yes, sir. You got to move towards something that you can't see. Mm. That you got to have in faith in something, brothers and sisters, that... You see the evidence of, but you can't see it. The person, the being, brothers and sisters, but that's where faith comes in at. The same way you see, uh, don't see air, but you know that it exists because you're breathing. Mm. That's the evidence. Yeah. The same way God exists, although you don't see him, you see the evidence of his existence. Let's go to the book of Luke, the 8th chapter. The book of Luke, the 8th chapter. Now, when you have no faith, you have no hope. So, like when my sister passed away last Tuesday, and I was over there to the house, and I was able to look at her body. I text Brother Messenger, Brother Messenger, we're not doing it tonight. I text Sister Key Israel, Key Israel, I need y'all to run a watch party. Mm-hmm. But looking at my sister, skin and bones, that came from from cancer, brothers and sisters, I could think that this is the end. Family members come over to the house, they're looking at her in this state. All they think, some of them, all they could think about is, this is the end. But as a minister, my job is to inform them that death is nothing but an interruption of life, brothers and sisters. It's not the end. Death is the thing that stands between Flesh and blood and spirit. Flesh and blood life and resurrection to everlasting life, brothers and sisters. But it's not the last stop on the train. There's still another stop left, and that stop is called everlasting life. Faith, brothers and sisters. Faith. And this is why you cannot say you love him and not be prepared to prove it. Luke 8, 22 through 25. Go ahead, my brother. Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples, and he said unto them, Let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake. And they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the waters. And they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, 
Where is your faith? Wait a minute, where is your what? Where is your faith? Where is your faith? And he's asking you the same thing today because, see, you are in a storm. Hmm. And water is filling your boat, brothers and sisters. Yes. And it seems like you're drowning in bills. You're drowning in problems with your marriage. You're drowning with problems with your your children who are misbehaving, brothers and sisters. You're drowning in problems with your friends. Your boat is filling with water. But don't you know that Jesus can calm the storm? Don't you know that this word of God can calm the storm? But he's asking you, where is your faith? Where is your faith? Go ahead, my brother. And they being afraid wondered, saying one to another, what manner of man is this? For he commanded even the winds and waters, and they obey him. Brothers and sisters, the same way he commanded the winds and the water to obey him, it's the same way you can command the storms in your life. To obey you. To obey you. But you got to have faith, brothers and sisters. Where is your faith? Mm. Mm-hmm. See, you can't have faith when you don't know God. Yeah, you know his name. <laughs> you can say Jesus. You can say I love God. Oh, but until you get in this book and learn his character, until you learn the way he moves and the way he do things, brothers and sisters. Until you have the same mind that Christ had in him and you, it's not going to work. Imagine Jesus knowing that he was going to die and the way he was going to die. And still said, okay. And still said, not my will, but thy will be done. Can you say, not my will, but thy will be done? And what you're going through, God, if you want me to go through this, God, I'm willing to go through this because not my will, but your Your will be done. That's a lesson. Woo! That's a lesson. That is a lesson. (laughs) Let's go ahead, Brother Messenger, keep this thing going. Let's go to the book of Matthew, the 21st chapter. Matthew, the 21st chapter. Now, don't you know and understand that you have the power to rebuke the storms in your life? It may seem like you're drowning in debt and all those other things, brothers and sisters, but you can stop it. You can stop it. You can change things, but you got to change yourself first. Matthew, the 21st chapter, verses 18 through 22. Go ahead. Now in the morning as he returned into the city, he hungered. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereon but leaves only and said unto it, let no fruit grow on thee henceforth forever. And presently the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If ye have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, But also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. So, brothers and sisters, he's saying in so many words that there are mountains of trouble right now that you're dealing with in your life. Maybe some of you all are sick. Maybe some of you all are going through mountainous issues in your life. Don't you know that you have the power to remove that stress? From your life, 
and remove those issues, brothers and sisters, by prioritizing your thoughts? Mm. I told my cousin the other day, whose mom was in the hospital, I said, when your mom was sick in the hospital and you didn't know what was wrong, actually, when you went into the room and saw her laying there, what was the only thing that you thought about? I only thought about getting my mom into the hospital, making sure she was straight. Hold on, wait. You wasn't thinking about who was hating on you? You wasn't thinking about who said something about you? You wasn't thinking about the ex-woman or the ex-wife who did something? You wasn't thinking about those things? Well, if you wasn't thinking about those things during this time, then they ain't important. They are the lowest thing on your priority scale, brothers and sisters. So the lowest things on your priority scale, you have to put them all the way to the back. And you have to put the most important things at the top. Mm. And the most important things should be God. And everything else comes after that. But Jesus said, if you have faith, you can say to a mountain, be thou removed, and it be removed and cast into the sea. Last verse, 22. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. What's the key right there, Brother Messenger? Believe. Believing. Do you really believe, brothers and sisters? Believing. Do you really believe? That's the question of the day. Let's go to last one on air, Matthew the 15th chapter. Just stay in the same book, but just go back, brothers and sisters. Now, you can't say that you believe in God and you're always complaining. No, you really don't believe or know God because if you knew him, you would understand that he is humbling and weaponizing you. Mm, come on. I'm going to say that again. God is weaponizing you, brothers and sisters. Like air, you may not be able to see the solution, but it's always been there. You may not be able to see yourself finding your way out of this hole that you've been in, but like air, the solution exists. Matthew 15, verses 21 through 28. Matthew 15, verses 21 through 28. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him. Mm-hmm saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she cried after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So when Jesus came, his job was not to go to everybody. His job was only to go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, brothers and sisters. His job was to get us together, and when, we, when he got us together, our job was to go to everybody else. So he's telling the disciples, I'm only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, but look and see what happens. Go ahead. 25. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. He called this woman a dog, brothers and sisters. Jesus called this woman a dog. He said, I can't take the food for the children of Israel and give it to the dogs. 
this is not what I came to do. This is not my mission, woman. But look at what the woman said in verse uh, 27. And she said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. This teaches us, brothers and sisters, that although this woman who belonged, brothers and sisters, to another nation of people that Jesus was not sent to because she was not an Israelite, this goes to show us that not only can non-Israelites gain salvation, but more important than that for our conversation today, it shows us that when you have faith, when you have faith, brothers and sisters, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done in your life, that Jesus, brothers and sisters, will grant you those things that you ask for as long as it be in line with his will. Mm. Well, you know, being a poet, one of my favorite pieces <laughs> is entitled Faith yes. of a Mustard Seed. <clears throat> Faith of a Mustard Seed. Mm. Man. Y'all have to tune in later for that one. Man, look, look man. We, this, this, <laughs> it's just beautiful, brothers and sisters. We got two more to go. Let's go, Brother Messenger, to fire. We talked about earth. We talked about air. air. Being grounded and having faith. Mm-hmm. Two key things, brothers and sisters. Being humble and having faith. Now let's deal with this fire. <clears throat> I want to go to three places right here. Okay. Why does God allow us to struggle? Why does he make us go through the fire? Some of our ancestors may have asked when slavery, uh, when would slavery end? And some today may ask, Lord, when will our oppression end? There is a purpose for your pain. I want you to remember that. There is a purpose for your pain. I'm going to keep saying this. God is weaponizing you. Jeremiah, the 29th chapter. We're going to do this real quick, 11 through 14. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14. Go ahead, my brother. For I know the thoughts that I have think toward you, uh-huh. said the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me. And I will hearken unto you, and ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, said the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity. Wait a minute. So he's going to end our captivity. He said when we look for him, when we seek him, we will find him, brothers and sisters. Go ahead. And I will gather you from all the nations. So we know that we were taken from the northwest corner of Africa. Mm-hmm. And we were driven into the four corners of the earth. And he said, don't worry about where you are. Hmm. I'm going to gather you from the four corners of Don't even worry. Don't stop trying to do God's job for him. <laughs> Come on. Go ahead. And I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, said the Lord. Who drove us there? 
He had. God said, I've driven, I put you in slavery. I drove you to America. I drove you to Europe. I drove you to the Isles of the Caribbean. I drove you there, saith the Lord. Go ahead. Said the Lord, and I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. So, brothers and sisters, we originally were in Jerusalem, in Israel, until 70 A.D. when the Romans came in. Mm-hmm. and invaded our land. Many of us were killed. Thousands of us were killed. But many of us escaped, and when we escaped, we fled into Africa. And we blended amongst the African people like we always did. Africans were black. We, as Israelites, were black. Mm-hmm. But when it came time for slavery and those slave ships landed, Many of our African brothers and sisters, some by force and some that participated by choice, said, we have a people that you can take with you on your ships. And that's how we got over here, brothers and sisters. And that's why Africans don't accept us because we are not African. We are Israelites who sojourned through Africa until we landed on the northwest corner of Africa, which is where the slave trade began. So God is saying that he's going to take us, all, out of all this struggling that we've been going through, he's going to bring us back into the land. Let's go to the book of Genesis, the, 40, the 41st chapter. The book of Genesis, the 41st chapter. Now, all this struggle is considered going through the fire. Shaka Khan even sang a song called Through the Fire. Kanye West remade it, and he called it Through the Wire. This is where your understanding of God's word must come into play. Challenges and struggles are a part of life. You must expect it, brothers and sisters, so when it comes, you will spiritually and mentally be prepared. Mm. Genesis 41, 14 through 21. Genesis 41, 14 through 21. Go ahead, my brother. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon. And he shaved himself, and changed his remnant, and came in unto Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have, a dr- I have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. And I have heard say of thee, that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. Now remember now, Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He was taken as a slave into Egypt and sold again to be a slave in a master's house. The master's wife accused Joseph of coming on to her, although he did not do it. And then the master put him in jail, in prison. And then in prison... The other prisoners had dreams that Joseph interpreted. So everywhere that Joseph went, people prospered where Joseph went. So now they remembered who Joseph was. Pharaoh now has a dream that nobody can interpret. Now they're saying there was this boy in prison that was locked up that could interpret dreams. Why don't you call him? Joseph comes and he begins to interpret the Pharaoh's dream. But let's find out 
what the dream is first, Brother Messenger. Let's go ahead and read down to um, verse uh, 16. Go ahead. And Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, It is not me, it is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, In my dream, behold, I stood upon the bank of the river. And behold, there came up out, out of the river seven kinds, fat-fleshed and well-favored. And they fed in the meadow. So these were like seven cows that were all fat and healthy and seemed like they were well-favored, but then something else happened. Verse 19. And behold, seven other kind came up after them, poor and very ill-favored and lean-fleshed, such as I never saw in all the land of Egypt for badness. And the lean and... The ill-favored kind did eat up the first seven fat kinds. So here it is. The skinny cows ate up the well-favored and fat-fleshed cows. Mm -hmm. Verse 21. And when they had eaten them up, it could not be known that they had eaten them. But there was still ill-favored. As at the beginning, so I awoke. Let's go to verse 25. And Joseph said unto Pharaoh, the dream of Pharaoh is one. Now, the reason why he said the dream of Pharaoh is one, because after he had a dream about the skinny cows and the fat cows, he had a dream about corn, mm-hmm. which was the same thing. There were eel, um, ears of corn that ate up another ear of corn. So Joseph is explaining to him, both of the dreams are the same dream. They're all the one. Go ahead. Joseph And Joseph said unto Pharaoh, the dream of Pharaoh is one. God has showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good kind are seven years. And the seven good ears are seven years. The dream is one. Mm-hmm. And the seven thin and ill-favored kind that came up after them are seven years. And the seven empty ears blasted with the east wind shall be seven years of famine. This is the thing which I have spoken of unto Pharaoh. What God is about to do, he show it unto Pharaoh. Behold, there come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt. And there shall arise after them seven years of famine. And all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine shall consume the land. Now, I want you to stop right there because I want you to understand that all the hell that Joseph went through. Let's see what God did for Joseph, brothers and sisters. Verse 38, brother messenger. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this is, a man in whom spirit of, of God is? Mm-hmm. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, for as much as God have showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto the word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. So, brothers and sisters, mm. all the struggling that Joseph went through, brothers hated him, plotted to kill him, sold so, him into slavery, the person that they 
sold them into slavery too, sold them to another person. Mm-hmm. That person's wife lied on him and accused him of things that he didn't do. The master that he was under at that time put him in prison. Mm. Then from the prison, he went to Pharaoh, and then now he got exalted to be ruler over Egypt, only second in command to Pharaoh himself, brothers and sisters. You're talking about struggling. Who has struggled more than that man, Joseph, brothers and sisters? So we're trying to show you that struggling does this thing to you. That's fire, brothers and sisters. Let's read one verse in 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. Turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. We're going to read one verse. 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. Now, you have to struggle in faith, brothers and sisters. Fight with hope and overcome with this word. Again, struggle in faith, fight with hope, and overcome with the word of God. 1 Corinthians 13 and 7, one verse. Bear it all things, believe it all things. Hope in all things, endure it all things. You got to learn how to endure. This thing is not no overnight thing, brothers and sisters. You got to hold on. I know we want it to be over with quick. I know we tired of struggling, brothers and sisters, Mm. but maybe it ain't over because you ain't learned what God is trying to show you yet. So change that mentality, change that attitude. I want you to say today, God, thank you for the things that you are allowing me to go through. For the things you are allowing me to go through. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Let's go to Ecclesiastics, the ninth chapter. Give me two verses. Ecclesiastics, the ninth chapter. Ecclesiastics, the ninth chapter. Now, when you do this thing with full faith and belief that God is, things in your life will drastically change. Stop looking for a Band-Aid solution to your struggle. God wants you to see this thing all the way through. We live in a microwave society where we love the convenience of being comfortable. We don't want to get out of our car. Mm-hmm. Go through the drive. We, we want to go through the drive-thru. When God wants to make you uncomfortable so that you can move. So you can move. The reason why you're uncomfortable in that relationship is because God is trying to get you to move. The reason why you're uncomfortable at that job is because God is trying to get you to move. Ecclesiastics, the ninth chapter, verses 10 and 11. Ecclesiastics, the ninth chapter, verses 10 and 11. Go ahead, my brother. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might, for there is no work nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whether thou goest. So we all going to go to the grave. We all going to die eventually in this flesh and blood body. So whatever you do, do it with all your might. Don't wait till you get sick and get on your deathbed. Then all of a sudden now you want to change. You want to do the right thing. No, brothers and sisters, while you got your might, do it with all your might. Go ahead, verse 11. Return and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift. Race ain't to the swift. Nor the battle to the strong. Neither yet bread to the wise, not yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. But time and chance happen to them all. 
The race is not to the swift, brothers and sisters, but it is to he who endures to the end. Now, let's talk about water. Earth has taught us to be humble. Mm-hmm. Air has taught us to keep the faith. Fire has taught us endurance endurance, and getting through the struggle. Now we got to learn how to be flexible, Brother Messenger. Come on. We got to learn how to be flexible. Studying the nature of water teaches us how to be that way, flexible. Water can be weak. It can be also strong. Water can be controlled, and water can destroy a whole city with a hurricane. Tsunamis, rains, or floods. Whatever in life you are going through, you have to learn how to be flexible and manage in that current environment. See, if you put water in the bottle, it it knows how to survive in this environment. If you put it in here, it knows how to survive in this environment. Do you know how to be flexible enough like water to thrive in the environment that you're currently in? Brothers and sisters, in time, God will change things. But until then, you have to learn how to be content for the moment. Just for the moment. Mm. Let's go to Philippians 4, verses 8 through 13. Philippians 4, verses 8 through 13. Go ahead, my brother. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, Think on these things, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the last of your care of me have flourished again, wherein ye were also careful, but ye lack opportunity, Uh not that I spake in respect of want. For I have learned in whatsoever state I am, there would be to be content. I know both how to be abased, and I know how to be abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, Mm. both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Do you know how to be flexible like that, brothers and sisters? No matter what what situation, he said, I know how to be abased, and I know how to be abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry. Look at that flexibility, brothers and sisters. Do you know how to be flexible in your current situation? Do you know how to be strong, but do you know how to be weak enough to come before the Lord to say, I need your help? Come on. Brothers and sisters, this is your moment. This is your time. This is the moment that God has prepared you for. He needs you at this moment to understand what he's trying to do for you in your life because somebody's out there waiting for a word from you. Mm. 
better to go to those who have been molested other than someone who's gone through that? Mm-hmm. Who's better to go and speak to those who are battling drug addiction than those who've been through that, brothers and sisters? He is weaponizing you, but he needs you to be flexible. We got two more places to go, Brother Messenger, and we're done. Let's go to Hebrews, the ninth chapter. Hebrews, the ninth chapter. Who among you can be a leader and a follower at the same time? When you teach and share this word, you have to be flexible. Learn how to give the beginners milk, not meat, and learn how to give the knowledgeable the heavier food or the word of God. Hebrews, the ninth chapter, verses 1 through 5. Hebrews, the ninth chapter, verses 1 through 5. Go ahead. Then verily the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle made, the first wherein was the candlesticks and the table and the shewbread, which is called the sanctuary. And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer, and the ark of the covenant overlaid around about with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had, that had manna, and Aaron's rod that budded, and the tables of the covenant, and over it the cherubims of glory shadowing the mercy seat, of which we cannot speak particularly. Now go down to verse 14, my brother. Let's finish this up. 14... Um, go ahead, my brother. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Mm-hmm. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressors that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. So, brothers and sisters, all we are looking for, out of all we've been through, mm-hmm. look at what they had to do under Moses. They had to do all of these things to prepare the people for the way God wanted them to live. It didn't work. Jesus said, I got to come down there myself and teach these people. Out of all the things that Jesus done, brothers and sisters, we still having problems. We still having issues. He wants to give us an eternal inheritance. Everything that we're doing is to receive an, an eternal inheritance. Let me, let me say this. When you started this out, you said he looking for those people who know how to be a leader, and, and a follower, follower at the, at the same, same time. Mm-hmm. Now, just for clarity, I want you all to understand because maybe at the beginning of when I started with B- Brother Black Ice, we had uh, some people in the comment section write, well, why does Brother Messenger never speak? Mm-hmm. I just want you to know, this is the perfect example of being a leader and a follower at the same time. I'm also a minister. Mm-hmm. I also can preach this word. That's right. But in this setting, on this show, he's the host and I'm the co-host. He's the teacher. I'm the reader. 
I am playing my role to give you all what is required because I am being a leader and a follower at the same time. That's right. The final word, that's mine. That's right. And I adhere to the order in which this show is prepared for so that everything is done decent and in order which is how households, and my final word, I'm going to talk about <laughs> So, brothers and sisters, we got to be like water. We got to be flexible. Yes, sir. That actually goes back even to being humble. Yes. If we talk about the sacrifice that Jesus made, the biggest love that you can do, brothers and sisters, is sacrifice. The definition of love is sacrifice. What is it that you're putting to the side? What is it that you're giving up in order to save yourself and save others? What sacrifices are we making? What are we doing with this word? Mm. Are we just going, sitting up under a pastor or a minister just to feed ourselves when we should be and we could be going out there, reaching out to other people? Because this whole thing, brothers and sisters, you're going to be judged according to your works now. What you do. What you do. Well, Lord, I, I went to church every, every Saturday or I went to church every Sunday and I listened to them. What did you do? Faith without works is dead. Let's close this thing out, Brother Messenger. This is the last place, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Revelations, the third chapter. Revelations, the third chapter. Revelations, the third chapter. Let's go here, brothers and sisters. Now, we are not just learning to live right, to be good people. We are learning to live right, to live forever. This is the reward, just like we just read, eternal inheritance. This is the reward. This is the promise. This is our hope, brothers and sisters, as we close out. Revelations 3 and 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. So, brothers and sisters, anyone that looks for God, God is saying to him, saying to us that I'm going to get with you. I'm going to make sure that I'm protecting you. I'm going to make sure that you are going to be all right. Well, some people say, well, does that mean that we're never going to die? No, brothers and sisters, but that does mean that you can live forever. You just got to go through that process. You got to go through that fire. You got to go through that struggle. So earth, air, fire, and water. Earth, be grounded, be humble. Mm -hmm. Air, have faith. Just like we can't see air, we can't see God, but the evidence of his existence is all around us, even in nature. Fire, you got to learn how to endure to the end, brothers and sisters. And water, we got to be flexible enough, brothers and sisters, to be a leader and a follower at the same time, to be a studier of this word and a doer of the word at the same time. 
Thank you for your time, brothers and sisters. That is today's lesson, Earth, Air, Fire, and Water, the four elements of God. Brother Messenger, the last word. My final word is this. All of these elements, humbleness, faith, endurance, and flexibility, in every person that you meet, in every relationship that you encounter, all of those things, especially in the home, and I'm going to talk about homes of couples, married couples, husband and wives. And I want to say this because at times, if your husband is a man of God, let me say that, and he's following God's laws or trying to the best of his ability to follow the laws and statutes of God, remember this. Everything and every decision that he make, you might not agree with because you might not understand the direction of where he's going. And sometimes when God speaks to the husband, the vision that he gives him, he may not want you to share it with the wife, but he wants to test the wife to see if she's going to believe enough in him to know that he's guiding you. Remember that. Women, mothers, you, you have a duty as women in the house. All of those elements, your endurance of the husband being gone for so many hours, doing all of these things, the faith that God is going to protect him, uh, even when you are being attacked at your own jobs or things of that nature, you have to understand that God is going to exalt you in your timing. We all have to take our place. Like, I can humble myself to Brother Black Ice because I trust him enough to know that the information that he's telling me to read is correct because I'm reading it. Right. But even if he tell me in conversation like we have so many times without the book, I'm already knowing that I can believe in what he's saying because I know he's read the book, and I know I probably read it, and we both have to go back and review it. But again, if you endure, if you have the faith, if you keep, keep yourself grounded and be open mm. to the situations that come before you, God, like he said, God has you right where he wants you so that he can equip you to be ready for what is to come. Remember this, and I'm going to close. Everything that you go through, you're going through it not for yourself, but it's for somebody else who's not strong enough to endure that particular thing. And you're going to be the person that God is going to show them to help them get through when they may give up if he didn't equip you to be the one to show it to them. It's just like... Everybody don't go to church, so they look for us to be the example of Jesus because that's the only way people going to see Jesus today is if you show him because he ain't come back yet. That's right. That's right. That's right. And that's my final word. Brothers and sisters, I just put it in the comment section. If you want um, to receive text messages before we go on air, then text your name and the keyword truth hour to 312-719-7310. Again, 
719-7310. And our YouTube channel is Truth Hour TV. And true, uh, for those who are on YouTube watching, our Facebook group page, please like it and share it, is the Truth Hour Bible Show page. Again, the Truth Hour Bible Show page. We're going to go ahead and pray out. We want to thank you so much, YouTube. Until next week, next week's lesson will be ops and robbers. Next week's Bible lesson will be ops and robbers. Ops and robbers. All right. Peace. Peace. So for those who are out there, listen. If you want to be a part of Team Truth Hour, please reach out to Sister Key Israel or myself. We are looking for more members to be a part of Team Truth Hour. Your responsibilities would be to help us share this lesson. Invite new people on to the live feed. Mm -hmm. Even sometimes they help prepare the lesson. You know, so I'm always calling on them to help, you know, with the progress of the Word of God through the Bible show Truth Hour. So if you're interested in being part of our team, Team Truth Hour, then, like I said, reach out to me. Put it on this live thread that, hey, I want to be a part of Team Truth Out. And uh, we will contact you and um, reiterate what I just spoke about the duties of a Team Truth Hour member is, and we will definitely contact you to be a part of the team. And we want to welcome, like I said, our new members uh, to Team Truth Hour, Sister Tavi, Tavi and Sister Linda, um, we want to thank you guys. Thank you, thank you. And, um, you know, of course, the rest of the um, truth, the Team Truth Hour family. family. Uh, Absolutely. The, the Team Truth Hour family. I love y'all, I love y'all, I love y'all. Again, we love you. Again, you know, big shout out to Sister Savannah Israel, uh, Sister Crystal, Sister, uh, Sister, we got two uh, Crystal, Sister Crystal Wells, and Sister Crystal Osborne, Ebron, um, Brother Jordan, um, Brother Broderick Brown, Sister Linda, and Sister Tavi, and of course, if I didn't say Sister Key Israel, again, Sister Key Israel. So we're looking for more members for Team Truth Hour. Reach out to us. Let us pray out, y'all. All right. And thank you. I know my wife is watching. Sister Bowen. That's right. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God, we come to say thank you. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Father God, for this opportunity to stand before your people yet again, Father God, to share this word, your word, Father God. Father, we pray, Father God, that they take what was read, Father God, and those things that were said to heart, Father God, that they would go back for themselves to study to show themselves approved of your word, Father God. We pray, Father God, that you would protect them, that you would encourage them to endure, that you would give them the faith, Father God, to stand fast. Father God, that you would put them through the test so they may be equipped when Satan comes. We thank you, Father God. We pray that they were edified and that most of all, you were glorified. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. Amen, amen, and amen. 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 We thank y'all, man. I hope y'all enjoyed today's lesson. I'm going to ask that you guys uh, definitely share it again one more time. Do watch parties uh, with today's lesson. Do watch parties. And um, let this thing, man, go as far as it can go. Um, 
and let it reach some people who really need to hear it, man. Absolutely. Dope, Absolutely. Dope lesson, brother, tonight, man. man. Dope lesson. All tonight. good. Yes, One of the twin it's... powers. Activate. <laughs> brother Lennon. Yeah, brother Lennon. <laughs> brother Lennon. Uh, we, we love y'all, man. Peace and blessings, y'all. Peace. Good night, everybody.